0: afternoon evening wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video my name is james porcelli and i'm brian thomas and welcome to episode number 17 of ruthless talk and boy is it about to get freaking ruthless let's just I, put it that way brian for sure as yeah. exactly so guys today Today is Thursday so that can only mean one thing it's time to talk some AEW it's time to talk some AEW dynamite from last night which was February 8th 2023 Whoa. Brian I I'm at the point now where I am just lost for words um I I just don't know what to say anymore uh I mean this show is legit a shell of what it once was, absolutely when it first started. I, I mm-hmm. mean, it is just absolutely ridiculous, man. And we're gonna break all of this down uh, segment by segment, match by match, man. So we're gonna jump straight into it. And like I said, there is a lot to talk about. So before we get into that, before we get into all of that, um, I do want to give uh, an update on Jerry the King Lawler. Um, so I did mention this last episode. Um, that Jerry Lawler suffered a stroke um, on Monday um, in, I believe, his home in Fort Myers. Um, And there's been an update on Twitter saying that he is now recovering in the hospital, in in a hospital in in Fort Myers, Florida. His speech is limited, but with rehab over the next couple of weeks, he will make a full uh, recovery, which is great news, man. Um, So yeah, I said uh, prayers and thoughts once again to Jerry the King Lawler and his family. Um, tremendous news in that regard. And, uh, yeah, so we will also continue to update you guys um, with his condition and, uh, you know, to hopefully see if he also makes it out of the hospital and also, mm-hmm. you know, gets back into with WWE. You know, obviously, you know, we he does a lot of backstage stuff with WWE in regards to pay-per-views, like the kickoff show and stuff. So it'll be good to see him back once he comes back. Uh, but, again, shout-out to jerry the king lawler and his family and we wish nothing but love and uh thoughts and prayers towards him and his loved ones so same yep and now on to uh what, what the is the show the shit show it is there the shit go. show man and I, it is I mean, just
1: getting worse by the week
0: absolutely you couldn't have said it any better a- a- absolutely um outside of mjf guys i mean this is just getting to the point where it's it's ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. And, and and I also want to remind fans like there's a pay-per-view coming out that's called AEW Revolution. And there is nothing outside of MJF and Brian Danielson, which is the only match booked, guys, mm-hmm. for that pay-per-view. It's literally like almost a month away now. And nothing has is being built towards it. Nothing is gaining interest for the next coming week. All it is, guys, is just a bunch of great matches, and that's it. I say this week after week. We say this week after week after week to the point where it is just getting absolutely ridiculous, and it is just fucking – it's mind-boggling. It's like I want to throw – you hear my pen. Like I want to just throw this in in my freaking wall here. I, I mean my lord it is it is just so frustrating man because I say this all the time right I and I feel like I I repeat myself but I feel like I I have to say this this company has so much freaking talent but mm-hmm. yet guys like Eddie Kingston right guys like Lance Archer guys like House of Black all of these all of these people Miro all of these people that have the potential to yep. carry this company to new heights, right? To to get to finally crack over that 1 million viewership in television ratings. But instead, we have Take a Shitta, we have AR Fox, we have Top Flight, and all of these just acrobatic, The even like the elite that's just kind of buying into this acrobatic type style of wrestling, which is just fucking... Just ridiculous, yeah. And no, nothing is, nothing's being led to anything, and it's just so frustrating. And then you have this crowd, Brian, in, in El Paso, Texas, oh. screaming, "This is freaking! This is awesome!" Every single chant that you name, they are chanting it. Yeah. And Tony <clears throat> Khan, and he tweets this as well, saying, "Oh, listen to all those! This is awesome chants during the trios match," and that's what I mean about this is not going to change because you have schmucks in the arena from in last night that are just going to accept everything that Tony Khan is feeding them. everything. Yeah. And that I is why Brian, I have no faith that Tony Khan is going to get his head out of his ass and change this. Right. Because it's getting to the point where I, I feel like I'm just repeating myself every week.
1: Yeah, and, and just, apologies to our viewers that, you know, we, yeah. especially with the AEW and show. I, exactly. Like, I
0: feel sorry uh, for you guys, man, because I want to try to keep this as, <clears> trust <throat> me, I'm going to be amplified and I'm going to be, you know, make this show as entertaining as I can. But when I review this show, it's, it feels like I'm just, I'm going over the same exact show every week yep. and I feel bad for you guys. Cause it's like, okay, well, it doesn't sound any different. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's just, and it's, you know and this is what i mean about when i you know when i started this platform guys is that you know i want to hold this company accountable same way that i do to wwe now i know mm-hmm. lately you know i bet you there's also some schmucks out there that listen to me if they come across this platform like oh he's in wwe ass kisser he just doesn't want to accept anything that's just thrown to him nothing aew is 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 is, is good enough for him guys I bring statistics. I bring facts to this platform. Statistically, Mm -hmm. AEW is not it. They are not doing business the right. Tony Khan, he is booking these shows like a fanboy. He needs to stop being a fucking fanboy, and he needs to start being a freaking business owner because if this shit continues, Brian, I don't know – in the next 5 to 10 years where AEW is going to be 5 years I'm is that, i think that's being invest- generous that's exactly that's being generous right like i'm trying to get invested into a freaking pay-per-view that's in less than a month and there's there's nothing mm-hmm. we have to pack brian we have to pack all these freaking these great matches in the middle of these shows while it's doing nothing for, for this pay-per-view nothing mm-hmm. what, what am, what's making me want to watch next week to get invested into revolution.
1: Nothing. MJF. MJF. That's, that's the singular that's MJF. It. And that's MJF. It. And
0: we're going to get, get to MJF uh, in yep. just a second, man. Cause he was, he literally carried this freaking show on his back for two plus freaking hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, you guys hear the frustration in my voice because man, not only am I just a fan of professional wrestling guys, like, you know, this is something that I've, I've, I've watched for so many years and I want to see do better. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not a secret guys that pro wrestling, Brian, you know, this as well as I do, it has not been the same. And obviously gone are those days of the attitude. Era. I get all of that, but right. we're still in a place where professional wrestling can still be, ha- can have, still have that same feel, that same type of vibe. Mm-hmm. And they're not, and they just want to just give us great wrestling. I can go to a local bingo hall, Brian, right now, and just see a but doing the same flips and dives that Ar Fox and Top Flight and Kenny Omega were doing last night, and I can see the same thing at the local bingo hall. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. Before we jump into the show, Brian, your your overall thoughts about AEW as a whole, and you know, <clears throat> just where are your head's at with this company right now, man. The floor They're is just... yours.
1: Take it away. So freaking frustrated, as, you know, we've probably, I know I have mentioned th- throughout our podcast, you know, man, when AEW started, uh, you know, I was a 100% on board, you know, as an alternative to WWE, and, you know, they had great talent, and still do have great talent, Um, but God, you know, <clears throat> I know last week we mentioned, or I mentioned, you know, it's it's been like three, four weeks in a row here, where it just... It's worse and worse and worse. And last night, again, it's just they're they're topping themselves by how shitty it can be. <laughs> That's you know what I mean. Um, and I even wrote down here, like, is Vince Russo booking this shit? Like, and for you, Vince for Russo. those of you that may <laughs> not know Vince Russo, go, if you can find anything, like the last year or so of WCW and go watch some of that shit. Like, it's yeah there's nothing to be invested in this other than mjf right now um and we'll we'll get into it in some of the storyline or attempts at storylines i guess they're, they're trying to make here but yep hot garbage man once again um just absolutely nothing here i feel like i just wasted two hours of my life uh Ah, oh, and and as you mentioned, and we've mentioned in previous shows, like you got the House of Black, you got Miro, you got Lance Archer, Eddie Kingston. Uh, I'll even throw the Young Bucks and Omega in there. Like, I mean, when you know when this started and Omega came over, arguably, and I, I'd still say he's one of the top performers in in wrestling. But I don't give a shit about anything he's doing right now. Like the trios tag give me a fucking break i knew like that, this, that shit was kenny be omega a disaster like, when yeah. that
0: started like as soon as i heard trios titles i'm like why like why is that <laughs> name? as soon as i heard that i'm like oh here the fuck we go man yeah but
1: yeah continue. it's it's just um it's it's getting really hard and uh, you know to to continue to watch and 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 like i said you know i i, I don't want this to uh, you know, our podcast to turn into just, well, everybody knows what we're going to say on Thursday, but you're, you're giving us or Tony Khan has given us no other choice, man. Cause this is, it was just a bad, bad show. Like it was just bad. <laughs> I, I, there's nothing I can add to it. It It's just, I mean, it, if, and if, if this is what you like, and this is, let me say this, I, there was a, a period where WWE, I think got away where they were, too too much involved in backstage segments or backstage promos and really lacking on the wrestling side. You know, there was a a little period there and I I think WWE has kind of moved back a little towards the middle where it's like 50, 50 with wrestling and character building. Whereas AEW is just, I mean, maybe 10% of their show is character and storyline and it's it's going to run its course. You can't sustain that with if you you Kenny Omega right, Chris Jericho. If important. you can't make yeah, if, if they're not important and you're not putting them in things, then who gives a shit how many flips and dives Kenny Omega can do? I don't give a shit. it's just it's bad.
0: It's, <laughs> it's funny you say that as well. Listen, guys, like if you truly enjoy this type of wrestling, right? It's no shade, man. You know what? Here, here's a golf clap. Like, right. I, I'm happy you're enjoying the product, but here's the thing I want to tell to these people do you really think that this is the best AEW can do? Mm-hmm. Do you really think that this is the best that they have to offer with if all you that really talent? I think that this is like if you really are sitting there in El Paso, Texas, last night, chanting, I This truly is awesome, believe this is awesome, and fight forever. Then you have no idea what true, real professional wrestling is. That's not that's not a stab at you. That's just a fact, man. Yeah. We and Brian have seen professional wrestling at its peak. Mm-hmm. We are at the bottom of the totem pole, and yeah. we just want to mm-hmm. say that this is awesome, and everything under every chant you name under the sun. And it's everything just,
1: is awesome
0: everything is awesome <laughs> everything is cool when you're a part of the crew <laughs> yeah. I have shout out uh, to everybody who knows that reference right. but anyway yeah and it's just you know i'm not coming listen i'm not saying and me and brian are not saying this from a f- from a bad perspective from a bad place we we want to see this product get better yeah but like i said in the statistics and the ratings and all that stuff proves that aew is struggling and by the way so, and, and you'd also buy the, also the arenas, by the way, the, the, the arenas, spoiler alert, are pretty much half empty. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if you also <clears throat> noticed that too. Nobody's wants to tune into these shows, but AEW wants to put on freaking house shows, right? Oh, that's, oh, that's going to really work out. Isn't it, Brian? Their venues are now smaller. I don't know if you noticed that their, their venues are getting smaller and smaller because they can't pack out larger right. venues and arenas because gee, I wonder why
1: <laughs> Right. it's the product.
0: Right. Sucks! It yep. freaking sucks. We're gonna rant and <laughs> rave throughout this show, so let's just get sure. into it because there's a lot to get into. All right, guys. So AEW Dynamite, February eighth, twenty twenty three, in El Paso, Texas. Our number one. We start off with a match. What a shocker! MJF your world heavyweight champion, your AEW world heavyweight champion versus take a shit up. Uh, match time is 14 minutes, 14 minutes. And like, this actually was a solid match fine. I will mm-hmm. give it that. And you can thank MJF because MJF is that freaking good. MJF is that freaking talented because guess what guys, he doesn't have to do a bunch of bullshit, like a bunch of flips and a bunch of dives and a bunch of Canadian destroyers to entertain the shit out of you. He does it by selling. He does it by in-ring sign in-ring psychology, taunting the crowd you name it, because he's that freaking good. I'm so yeah. sick and tired, Brian, of fans saying that MJF is just another Miz, that MJF, all he does is just talk. And you actually watched him wrestle yesterday, and the guy put on a really good match. He actually yeah. was, And, and, and Takeshka is actually decent. I will give him credit that Takeshka actually looked really, really good last night. Yeah, he did. And, and uh, yeah, man, let, let me just go through the rest of the show. So, or the all rest right. of the segment, I should say. So yeah, um, match starts. MJF, he goes for that handshake, playing that in-ring psychology, and uh, just leads to a nice kick in the gut to start it off. Uh, MJF being MJF, like I said before, um, you know, just some more tactics that he does. He's hiding behind the ref. He's taunting the crowd. I just freaking love it. This everything that MJF is doing, guys, is pro wrestling. I don't give a shit about the flips. I don't give a shit about the cool move sets. Tell the story. Develop your character. Mm -hmm. and get me invested. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Um, but yeah, like I said, Takeshka was impressive. He was impressive. Um, he, he hung with MJF for 14 minutes. I wouldn't have had it for 14. I maybe would have had it for maybe slightly over 10. I think the having this guy Takeshka going 14, almost 15 minutes with your world champion. I'm just not a fan of that, but look, he looked impressive and I will give credit where credit is due. Um, Yeah, MJF is raking the eyes. He's doing all these heel type of stuff. Like I said, Mm -hmm. MJF being MJF. Um, Takeshka hits MJF with his running knee. I believe that's his finishing move pretty much. Uh, But MJF gets that foot on the rope at the count of two. Um, And also MJF doing a really good job selling a a knee injury. I don't know if he's just doing that just to be that chicken shit type of heel or he's actually selling an an actual injury from the match. But either way, he's doing a tremendous job, dude. Mm -hmm. Can't say enough about MJF. Um, but yeah, he's selling that injury really well. Um, MJF wins via the arm bar submission. Um, and MJF wins this match, man. Well, he, and then after the match, he grabs out his diamond, uh, his diamond ring and just, just cracks the skull of, of Takeshka with it and just keeps beating Takeshka after the bell. Brian Danielson comes out for the save. MJF retreats to the back. And that is your segment. Um, Brian, I'm going to have you start this off, man. The floor is yours. Take it away.
1: Yeah, by far, this was the high point of the show. Um, I agree with you. MJF is pretty damn close, if not the only reason to be tuning into uh, AEW right now. Um, I will say with uh, Takeshita... By far, um, I think this is maybe his third or fourth match that we've seen him on AEW, but by far, this was his most impressive. Um, I thought he did pretty good selling his arm injury throughout the match, um, hanging with MJ there or MJF. Um, it was a pretty cool spot there where uh, uh, Takeshka clotheslines MJF off the top and and MJF lands on his feet. Um, I just thought that was a, a pretty impressive, uh you know athletic move there but yeah like everything you said he's mjf is professional wrestling. that is what professional wrestling is he's building the character he's toning the crowd he's pulling the referee in front of him you know all that kind of heelish chicken shit stuff you know um yeah the high the high point of the show man um and from there it was all downhill like straight downhill um yeah, I don't have much else to say about it. Uh, they both looked impressive. It was a it was a pretty damn good match. And then after that, nothing.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, can't really the, add a lot to best it. Way that's the best way <laughs> to put it because it was just a good match. And yep. And I'm and I'm gonna give credit to MJF because he's he what kept this match entertaining with, you know, doing all of his heel type of tactics like I mentioned, mm-hmm. breaking of the eyes and hiding behind the ref. And playing mind games with Takeshka, giving him the handshake, and he kicks him in the gut. All this stuff, man. That's what professional wrestling, and that's why I'm going to give kudos to this to this match because that doing stuff like that as a heel in a match is what's needed. I don't right. need to see a bunch of bullshit where selling in ring psychology and everything else goes out the window. I totally don't need to out see the it, window, guys. man. Yep. I don't need to see it. Because oh you know, and people want to praise it. But guess what, guys? Everybody in this business can do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And all the moves that you see AR Fox and Top Flight do, people like I mentioned about like, you know, um House of Black, um, you know, Lance Archer, even even at their size, right? Even though right. they're not a carbon copy. That's why I like these, these, these wrestlers. Mm-hmm. They're not a carbon copy of one another. We just yeah. want to just see dudes in their tights and their nice tights and their six-packed abs just doing all these cool move sets when we, I want to see characters, bro, like MJF, like a Lance Archer, like an Eddie Kingston. And it's, and you know, and here's, and I'm, and I know I say this a lot, but I have to repeat myself. Why in the shit are we starting off with a match? Why, (laughs) why, and why (laughs) just why Uh, can you can from the jump, man, get me something going with the storyline. I understand I'm repeating myself but I have to bring this up because if I don't then it, who else is going to because to be honest no nobody else is going to bring this up because I'm one of the only realist motherfuckers on this frick in this freaking community and so is Brian of course both of us are
1: um, And here's the thing with AEW that they right now at least I you know there is no storylines to start off the show with, no, or, you know, there's so <laughs> there's <laughs> but... never
0: a storyline to never, <laughs> because we got to Brian, we got to just jump straight into the action. That's how AEW yeah. does business, right? Look, to end this, um, and before we move on to the next match, uh, or the next segment, I should say MJF is what saved this for me. I understand mm-hmm. if you're a fan of Takeshka, um, I hear all this bullshit too, that he's going to be a future world champion. Stop. I mean, stop, stop. Look, maybe if you give him a, like a mouthpiece, because obviously he doesn't speak English yet very well. If you give him a mouthpiece and you give him a character because he's just a generic type of schmuck that could just put on that. That's, that's who he is. That's what Takeshka is. That's Mm -hmm. no shade. That's just, that's just the truth. Um, If you can do that. And
1: and I bet you, you know, I haven't never followed him from his, uh, his previous company. You know, I, I don't know what he did there or his work, but I would uh, be willing to bet he had some type of character work, you know, involved there, and then you just come over to AEW and lose all of it, right? I, why? I, you know, so I she, don't know. It's so
0: stupid. You know you, you know, you go over to Asuka, right? Asuka has the character. She's not a carbon copy of, like, a Takeshka. She's got the face paint. She's got the clown type of stuff. She's got the mask over her face, mm-hmm. right? She, you know... You know, the Empress of tomorrow, right? That's her thing. Like it's 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 you know, it's different, right? It's right. like it's it's cool. It's you know, but then you have Takeshka, he's just a dude and some tight a good ass wrestler. Freaking, he's a in yeah. some tight ass freaking wrestling jorts and that that's it, you know. Yeah. Um, listen, again, good match. MJF is what saved this for me. Wouldn't have had this go over 14 minutes. I would have had it to about 10 or so. But I don't know. Yeah. And let's just say, guys, like Brian said, it uh, it it doesn't get better; it pretty much gets worse, mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're about to find out why. Next segment, we have uh, Samoa Joe. This was like maybe thirty seconds, uh, talking, well, recapping his match with Darby Allen, becoming new TNT champion, sends a message to Wardlow. Um, you know, obviously because of the, you know, Wardlow made his return, like we mentioned, you know, last week. You know he's coming after the TNT championship. He's like, I've taken your championship, and now I've taken your scalp, because I guess you know he cut his he cut, cut his hair, yeah. You know he's like, I am coming for you, or I'm going to take everything from you. Well, gee, Brian, that's really just getting me so freaking amped up to get hyped about the TNT title situation. I mean, this is because, 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 guys, what, what, what's going to happen, guys? Are are we are we gonna? Are we going to have a match in the middle of, of of dynamite? Are we going to have Wardlow and Samoa Joe in the middle of dynamite? And then what? Oh, we're going to have the rematch again at revolution. Right. But a different stipulation. Right. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to have rematch after rematch after rematch. Like
1: Brian. Go yeah. Ahead. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I, I think that's, that's the next time you'll see them to fight. I, I think, um, is that the pay-per-view, um, yeah, I mean I you know, Samoa Joe, you can go back to Ring of Honor or WWE again, another I, I think he's a great talent. And you know here here's maybe one like saving grace for AEW or you know, Tony Khan or whatever is that I, I know a lot of these wrestlers came over or, or maybe some of them, whatever. But a, a appealing factor is the fact that they're not on the road 300 days a year and whatever. And so that's why, you know, again, when's the last time we've seen Malachi Black or or Brody King or, you know. So it, if it's the wrestlers that, you know, want to take that time off and not put their body through it, you know, I, I, get, I get it. But, I mean, I, I just, yeah, it's just not... I'm not invested. Like, I, you know, Samoa Joe is a great talent. I think Wardlow is a, a good and a future talent. Um, But I don't care right now about their feud or anything like that.
0: Guys, it's, guys, it's bad enough that we don't even care about what Samoa Joe is doing. Right. Guys, this is Samoa Joe. This <laughs> yeah. is the badass. This is one of the badass freaking wrestlers in this freaking industry. Yep. And we couldn't give a shit about what he's doing. How do you how do you mess him up mm-hmm. how do you mess up his booking guys
1: this is Samoa Joe yep absolutely I mean it's and we don't give a shit we could care less <sighs> yeah
0: and if you watch his if you him playing hot potato with Darby Allen with this title you understand why yeah I mean I just don't understand <laughs> this is some Samo- bro i this is Samoa Joe Samoa Joe how do you mess up Samoa Joe I now look at Samoa Joe it's sad it's so sad Brian I look at Samoa Joe and I'm like I'm not interested do you know how sad that is yeah that's pathetic but but Tony only Tony Khan only Tony Khan in this company (laughs) let's move on sure Jamie Hayter versus the bunny this match time was six minutes now Jamie Hader gets some nice chance. Now nice chance in El Paso, Jamie Hader, or I think a hater chance. I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, Britt and Rebel are at ringside. Jamie Hader wins this match for uh, via her. I believe she calls it the hater aid clothesline, like hater mm-hmm. aid clothesline or something like that, or like pretty much like a like a buckshot type of clothesline. Yeah. And yeah, she wins the match in six minutes. After the match, which was just another whole type of just weird and odd, uh, is Soraya. And Tony Storm backstage with Renee Paquette. Uh, they pretty much just call Brit and Hater losers. Yeah, they they call them losers. They call over the librarian. I think her name is. I, one yeah, of the two I, libra-
1: I have yeah, no idea who that was. One
0: of the one of the the jobbers from Jobberville and in, in AEW, and they pretty much like, they pretty much just beat her up and they spray her with spray paint, right? Like the front and the back, and then she and then they like we're not here to make friends we're here to take over well wow that 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 that's that segment really really made us think you're taking over wow wow yeah yeah just just so just so odd Mm um i i don't know what this this is odd first of all why is soraya and tony storm just attached to the hip to one another like yeah I, i don't I don't get it. Like what? Because we have nothing for them, right? We have nothing for them. So let's throw them together and be like, like the, uh, like these heel, these heel women, you know, they're bullying everybody, right? Like when, how about here's a crazy concept, take them away from one another, put them in separate feuds. Okay. So that way you have somebody for your other female talent and build a fucking story. There's yep. a crazy concept because <laughs> what the fuck is this, dude? Yeah, I mean, what like the match was? for It's an eliminator match against your champion. Like, I don't know how that makes any freaking sense because your champion would have to lose in right. order to get a title match, and there's no freaking reason why your <laughs> champion should be losing.
1: Like, it just makes no sense at all.
0: Nothing is. Everything is just freaking mind boggling, dude. Um and Saray and tony storm like does anybody care and, and this segment was just so freaking odd they're, they're they're they just call brit they just call britain hater losers they beat up a freaking jobber whatever the hell her name is and they spray her with spray paint awesome yeah like this is really getting me so invested for up to a pay-per-view that you have in less
1: than a month <laughs> um so yeah this match uh I believe, you know, I kind of looked at it. I, I think there might've been a little botch there at the end and maybe they, they rushed to the ending there. Um, I guess Hater was, was trying to get her into, so, I don't know if it was some kind of like some kind of suplex or belly to belly or something. And it, it just, it looked off. The timing was off and maybe the bunny kind of fell on her head there a little bit. I'm not, not too sure. And then they just kind of went into the finish um so yeah they called an audible there and then yeah right
0: finish and just end it yeah
1: yeah um so again i mean you know we talked about it last week a little bit you know we haven't seen the bunny and you know not even on tv let alone a match and god knows how long um so yeah i mean the match was what it was of course hater he wasn't going to lose that match and then yeah going into that promo with uh tony storm and and soraya it oh, it was just so weak, like, just, okay, you're calling them losers, and then just pull some random girl out, and hit her in the bag, and spray paint her with an L, okay, but yeah, I'm in agreement with you, man, like, um, again, there's just so, there is so much talent, and you know, I, and I'm and i not shitting on the wrestlers here because I know at the end of the day they got to work within the framework of what they're given to do, you know? And, but yeah, I, I agree with you. You got Saraya and Storm. You got Hater and Britt. You know, it doesn't need to be like a, a tag team scenario. Put them in different storylines to get more talent on TV and build up storylines. But they're just not doing it. And Oh, I, I, I just, I don't care, you know, right now about, you know, I mean, I like Hater, and and I've said on previous podcasts here, you know, I'm a big fan of hers, and, um, you know, I think she deserves to be champion right now, but even with that, like, it's, it hasn't been an impressive championship run. It's, it's, there's really been nothing there. She, you it's know, irrelevant. There's, yeah, there's it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's irrelevant.
0: There's nothing. Like who? Like who is she challenging at Revolution? Oh, is oh, I I know what it is, Brian. It's going to be like a Fatal Five Way, Fatal Four <laughs> Way, because there's not a definitive challenger for this woman's title, right? You know, so what? You're going to have Brit and what? You're going to have uh, Soraya, you're going to have Tony Storm, in some schmaz type of a match. Okay, great. That's just fantastic. That just solves everything, right?
1: Yeah. Oh. There's, it's it's not building oh. to anything. It's just ridiculous.
0: We move on to this next segment. We got MJF uh, backstage in his locker room. Once again, MJF, you know, guys, when I say this dude puts the freaking show on his freaking back, I'm not kidding. I mean, mm-hmm. this dude is just, the, the, his mic work, his character work is just freaking off the chain. Um, you know, he talks, he's like, he quotes, he says, you know, uh, he's like, all of you quoting the fans, you know, and Daniel said, you guys treat me like I'm a scumbag. You know, and he, and he says like, you know, in order, a man does not know uh, what he's made of until he's dealt with adversity and he goes on to tell a story brian about uh how he met a high school crush when he was playing football back in his high school days and he met right this, this girl i think he called live which <laughs> yeah it kind of struck me i was, I was like expecting Liv morgan to start uh to start trending here right. <laughs> on twitter when as soon as he as soon as he uh he mentioned live but anyway yeah so he mentions like hey like you know they were driving in this uh driving in his nice car, you know, he's a high school kid, he's going out with this beautiful chick, and all of a sudden he talks about, they were in a car accident, they slammed into a, into a telephone pole, and, uh, and, you know, he's, you know, he wakes up, he's like slightly unconscious, and the girl, uh, the girl next to him, she's pretty much, the head's through the windshield, but she's still breathing, the cops are coming, but yet she switched seats to make her, to make the cops (laughs) believe she was the one driving the car, right, this guy gets amplified, yeah. Um, and just just talking all a bunch of shit uh, to Danielson. He's like, listen, he's like this. This Ironman match is not going to happen because you will fail. You will fail. You will lose against Roosh or whatever obstacle comes your way, because, you know, um, he's like, you will not come close to holding. I think he calls it the triple B. I freaking love it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's like, listen, Brian, he's like, you're right. He's like, I'm a scumbag and I'm damn proud of it. <laughs> End of quote. Yeah, I, guys, uh... I can go on for two hours about how much MJF is like guys if you want to I don't have it quote for quote but guys I'm telling you go back and listen to this freaking this freaking promo because it was just so freaking good MJF mm-hmm. doing everything in his power I'm I I I wouldn't be surprised that this guy's back is sore from carrying this freaking show. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get into, um, or before, before we get close into the second hour, man, Brian, your thoughts on this, uh, this promo.
1: Yeah. I mean, what we've come to expect from MJF. I mean, he's going to deliver, you know, he gets amplified, emotional. Um, and, and that, that promo tied together with his match, like, yeah, it carried the show. Um, <laughs> I can't say enough about him, man. I mean, he's, he's doing great work. And as of today, he is the only reason I want to tune into AEW. That is it. Um, So kudos to MJF, man. I mean, he's, he's a star and, you know, damn, you know, we, you know, he hasn't, I don't think he's mentioned that, you know, the bidding war of 2024 recently but shit like at at one time I was like, you know, if you go back to 6 months or a year ago, you know, I thought, well, he's definitely staying at AEW. But man, if he's looking around and seeing what's happening, you know, maybe not, man. I mean, so <laughs> AEW better get their shit together or he's out the door, man, and rightfully so.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, wouldn't shock. Yeah. Me. It wouldn't yeah. shock me at all. Third match. We go into the Garcia Guevara Gauntlets. Oh, I'm good. This- oh, uh, this one. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get to you, Brian. I know. Yeah. I-, I could. Your face says it all, man. I'm gonna get to you, man. Um, yeah, this was Ricky Starks versus pretty much the entire Jericho appreci- Appreciation Society. Um, first opponent was Angelo Parker, and Starks wins via spear in pretty much less than a minute. <laughs> yeah. Next opponent was Daddy Magic. Gets rolled up in 30 seconds. <laughs>
1: At that so right there, time, he's beat two two guys from JAS in yeah, it was literally less definitely less than three minutes.
0: Like, yep. like, yeah, that really makes yeah, that's really that's really telling how the Jericho appreciation society is. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Yeah. Um and then Garcia is up next. Him and Guevara come down to the ring, and Garcia is the one because I think it I think the rule stated that it was only gonna be one of them mm-hmm. to fight uh Starks before he uh Starks is able to get a rematch. <laughs> A rematch yeah. against uh against Jericho. Uh during this match, there was a, a masked man or a fan that attacked Starks from the crowd. And at first I thought it was a DQ, but the ref, I guess, was distracted with Guevara. Um, the the hit was botched. It looked like obviously, you know, we kind of had a feeling who this was. Mm-hmm. He's dressed up in the acclaim stuff, which I thought was kind of funny right um yeah he hits him with like it looked like a spinning elbow well when i reveal this person it'll make sense um yeah garcia brings him back into the ring pins him one two three and yeah garcia wins this match for the jericho appreciation society and uh shocker the masked man in attendance was chris the jericho. himself chris jericho <laughs> he, he rips off the mask he's taunting the crowd Freaking Garcia and Guevara are shocked. I don't know if I guess they're just playing it off like, like they knew it was going to happen, but they're just playing like they're shocked or, they, or they're mm-hmm. actually shocked. Just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then Guevara, Garcia, and Jericho, they're all standing tall in the middle of the ring. And that's, uh, that's the segment, man. Brian, I know you got a lot to say. So I'm going to st- uh, have you start this off, man. The floor is
1: yours. So I got to go back to last week's episode, or maybe it was two weeks ago when they announced this. Rivera Garcia Gauntlet match which again both of us had our thoughts about that cuz you're already doing the gauntlet thing with Danielson so i mean it was the whole this whole thing the the setup the execution it was all just bullshit like you know again first of all we don't need to see some another wrestler in some type of gauntlet match like that's bullshit to begin with then you come out and you know, at least I probably most fans were like, Oh, you know, it's going to be cool hand and this week and then daddy magic next week. But no, 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 no. He's got to fight them all tonight. And again, so within three minutes, he's already taken out two of the guys. Then Garcia comes down and then Guevara's music hits and he comes down and you're kind of like, well, shit, who, who is he wrestling? It does end up being Garcia. Um, yeah, and and then you know the mask guy who ended up being Jericho, you know he hit the the Judas effect on him, which didn't Gosh. really connect if you saw it on TV. <laughs> yeah, um, and and just you know throws him back in the ring for the one two three, and so where do you go? So okay, so now he's lost. So does he get the match with Jericho? I mean, obviously you know he is, and that's probably going to be at the pay per view. But now you've, like, set this whole thing up where if he loses, he doesn't get it, and he lost. So what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, and just with, you know, I got to say this about Jericho. Like, you know, you, you talk about, you know, you know, wrestlers like, you know, who's the greatest of all time? Who's your top five or your Mount Rushmore? And there's different ways to qualify that, and I think it, it has to be qualified. But Jericho's up there on that list just with his his longevity he's in the the
0: conversation
1: for sure absolutely right
0: i've said that for months and years too absolutely i definitely agree with you there
1: and so i just you know in my head i'm wondering like with everything jericho was done in his career like is jericho signing off on this bullshit like oh yeah this is fucking great like let's do this like it just it screams to me like what and and this is where i wanted to get into with all the talent like there's all these wrestlers, man, they're better than this. And yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know where it goes from here. And I don't give a shit. Cause you've already, you've I you know where laid it, you this know thing where out goes. and you botched it. And you uh, know yeah. where it goes.
0: It's, it's a rematch with Starks and Jericho. That's right. where it's going guys. And yeah. Like, here's the problem. We saw the match already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what, like, we're getting it at Revolution. Oh, fantastic. Right. Why did you have it on a Dynamite? This is what I mean about professional wrestling weekly television shows. Use these shows to tell a story. Mm -hmm. Tell a story. Get me invested for next week and the week after that and the week after that. And then when you get to the pay-per-view, guys, then you put on the banger. Right? Everybody loves to say that (laughs) freaking word. And I, it, it I want to punch a freaking cement wall every time I hear it. Yeah, and it drives me up a wall. And yeah, like you said, Brian, you said it. Um, you know, you said it well. These guys are better than this. They're they yeah. should be booked way better than this because they are extremely talented. And there's a mm-hmm. there's a there's potential and there's a spot for a lot of these people. Yeah, but you look at their booking, you try to follow the story. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and yeah. I, I, here's and look.
1: Before and, I get and into yeah, this, the whole like, Jericho thing coming out. So I get the mask, but then why he had the the claim? Shit, it just again, it just seems like everything's all over the place. It was just all
0: out over the place. It was just, it was so again, just odd, weird, ever yeah. all of the above, you name it. Yep. Before I get into the second hour, just to finish this off, like. I, I don't know what, like, you're seeing this more and more now, Brian, where like, oh, in order to not, it's not just MJF now, you know, it's like, oh, in order to beat me, you got to beat so-and-so. And then you got to beat yeah. so-and-so in a steel cage. And then you got to beat so-and-so in a lot in a last man standing match. And then you got to beat so-and-so in my grandmother's backyard. And then you got to beat so-and-so <laughs> at the freaking olive garden next door. Then you got to beat so-and-so in a, in a game of freaking twister. Like, fuck.
1: Yeah. Oh, it just, my it's God, so it's ridiculous. Just
0: enough. It's just.
1: And that's what I, especially like, this is where I really started, um, with this match and it just with Jericho, it just, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like as much, as long as he's been around and what he has done in the wrestling industry to like, now this is a storyline that he's going with. And again, that's what I'm saying where I know these wrestlers have to, to work within the framework of what they're giving and this is where I thought, like, you know, is Vince Russo booking this shit? Because it's goddamn ridiculous, man. Um, yeah, I, I mean, so yeah, Starks is gonna. I mean, it's the writing's on the wall. He's gonna get that match at at the pay per view. But now, now you have to come up with some other bullshit story of how he's gonna get that rematch because he's already he's already lost the stipulation to get that rematch, you know. And it's just. God damn, man. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Just, it just leaves you baffled. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what yep. this show does now. Hour number two, we go into a backstage interview. So there was a match between Roosh and Brian Danielson uh, mm-hmm. going into the second hour. But it starts off with a backstage interview. The and Renee's getting an update on uh, Takeshka after MJF uh, beat him. Pretty much beat him senseless after the match. Um, uh, with the diamond ring and all that stuff from the first hour. Um, and all of a sudden you hear like the door like slam shut, lock, and bolt, like someone's barricading the door. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson's he ends up going to the door and it's locked, and he's trying to open it up. And then that's when Roosh hits the ring. Um, and MJF as well, shortly after, and he goes to Aubrey Edwards and he's like, Listen, you know, it's scheduled that Danielson's supposed to be out here for a match. So you know what to do. Ring mm-hmm. the bell. Start counting, and then that's when Danielson—he's trying to barric, he's trying to get the door open. And guys, after one blow, after <laughs> one blow to this fucking door, Danielson just breaks it open. Just miraculously, just breaks it open. It's not like the the door just just you know breaks down like hard, like hard impact. No, it just flies open, just yeah. after one hit. And and Danielson actually falls to the floor because I don't think he even expected it to be that easy. Like he, he's like <laughs> you would think like if someone bolts a door shut, it takes like a few freaking hits. It just right, takes one hit. I, I just had to laugh yeah. at that concept. Uh, but yeah, he Danielson finds a way to get out of the ring at MJF. He's like Aubrey. This was actually funny. This was actually a cool interaction. Yeah, Aubrey yeah. Edwards and MJF. I like Aubrey. Aubrey Edwards guys is the only referee that actually does her freaking job <laughs> and like honestly like it's and she does it really well she's actually mm-hmm. b- because he you know she hates mjf so much and she's like <laughs> looking at him in a certain way he's like he's like counts like you <laughs> you scr- uh, i forgot what uh, mjf calls it but like he's counting yeah. she's counting very slow like right and she's taking her sweet time I freaking love it you know Aubrey Edwards doesn't take any shit I freaking love her shout out to Aubrey Edwards she's yeah
1: and if you haven't uh she's got a podcast too I think with Shivani yes you know and as far as wrestlers or referees go I mean who really pays attention but she's one that yeah I mean I I like listening to her podcast I like just you know and and throughout you know since she's been in AEW she's had little you know spots in there and yeah I, I like Aubrey Edwards
0: yeah, she's awesome. Shout out to Aubrey mm-hmm. Edwards. I, mm-hmm. Like I said, one of the, probably the best referee out of out of everybody. <laughs> yeah. I think, and I think that's it's clear as day. I don't think it's uh, you know, but anyway. Yep. So Danielson finds a way to get to the ring, and the match starts. Uh, Danielson versus Roosh. MJF goes to commentary. He retreats, and now he's on commentary. He's like, "Damn, now I gotta sit next to this fat turd, naming <laughs> 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 Tony Schiavone." Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, again, man, MJF just carrying the show on his back. Again, he's that was making. He's turning, you know, he's like, it's like you mentioned this before. He, he turns, you know, chicken shit into chicken salad every single freaking time. This dude. Yep. Um, but yeah, and and look, this match was actually physical. This actually was a decent match. Um, but again, that's pretty much all it was. Um, Danielson's busted open after already several minutes because it's not an AEW match, Brian with all that blood, you got to right. be busted open. You got to be all gushed with blood after the first two minutes, like Moxley, you know, like Moxley is a great example. Like after a minute, this guy's already busted open. Like, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think what more so than anybody else, Danielson and Moxley, like that's, that's just their shtick now. Like that's a part of their match. Like every damn time. Listen, I don't mind the
0: blood. It's just like, right. why so soon? Like, dude, after not even uh, 60 seconds we're bleeding here like like let's calm down with with that i'm all for blood and making fights realistic yeah me so too like, yeah but like after a minute like in the snap of a finger gushing blood
1: I mean, and when I'm you see it, like, it every every time they fight it just it loses its value right And you see yeah. it every time then yeah. it doesn't it becomes it's as a irrelevant. fan you're like
0: you, you want to be like, oh, snap, like he's busted open. And then you watch exactly. him in a Danielson match, like, oh, he's bleeding. Yeah, we, we knew that was dumb. <laughs> right like, Guys, that's not good. That's yeah. not a good thing for fans to say. Anyway, let me get through this match here. um So, yeah, Danielson's busted open from the jump. Again, physical match. This actually was, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, listen, it's Roosh. We, we all know Roosh is a great wrestler, right? Because that's what Tony Khan just loves to put in the middle of his shows. And guess what? Guess what chant we got, Brian? Just, just take a guess what type of chant we got from this crowd. This you, is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. I don't know if you can hear my clapping, but like, yeah. guys, if this is awesome, then like, what do you call over a WWE in that and and Sami Zayn turning on the Bloodline at, at the Royal Rumble? Because uh, right. I, I like, what's the ceiling with awesome? You know what? I want to start. Like, we got to get a new chant going here, guys. Because yeah. The shit is not like I literally just whisper to myself, "This is not awesome." It's not. If this is awesome, like, like then what's? The, like I said, like then describe to me, Sami Zayn turning on the Bloodline at the at the Royal Rumble because I would love mm-hmm. to know. Because you can't go higher than awesome. We don't have a freaking chant
1: higher right. than
0: awesome. Again, it's just like that chant too. Like chants nowadays too. It's like it's just lost its value. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, everything is just freaking fantastic nowadays. Um, But anyway, um, Danielson wins this match after two running knees. Well, one earlier in the match, Roosh kicks Mm -hmm. out at two and delivered a second running knee to Roosh and finishes off uh, uh, Brian Danielson, man. Uh, MJF comes into the ring. He's hobbling to the ring, still selling that knee injury, which seems like it's, it's actually legit in the, in the match. It's at least like that's what he's trying to sell. Of course. Right. Um again, just I I love you know people selling stuff like that, even mm-hmm. long term. I like it. Yeah. Uh, same with Danielson. I give Danielson credit too. He's still got like the tape, sh- like the separated shoulder, he's still got the, the flex tape and all that stuff. So I like I do like that, man. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh MJF attacks Danielson after the match. He hits him with that diamond ring, like he did to Takeshka early on in the first hour. Um, yeah, yeah, like yeah, and then he puts Danielson. Uh, into that arm bar submission and security comes out they try to drag him off and he's just got that you know nice and locked in with that arm bar and we we fade to black and we go into a commercial um I'm gonna have you I'm gonna have you start this off again Brian floor is yours your thoughts with the match or or your thoughts prior to the match the match itself and post match as well floor is yours
1: yeah. I, so, yeah, the, the prior to the match where he gets locked in in the room um, and then how he how he busted out, you know, it, it was a little bit silly. And and also it felt like a little because they go back, you know, cut backstage and within five seconds, you know, they're getting ready to interview, you know, or get an update on Takeshita and, and Danielson's there. And then immediately, within five seconds, you know, the door slams and they realize they're locked in and, and whatnot. I, I think it felt a little rushed to me, but, you know, whatever. Um, as far as the match itself, yes, a good match. Um, I, I'm uh, Again, I, every Danielson match, every Moxley match. How many times, uh, James, do you think in this match they... Stood either in the middle of the ring or on their apron, and exchanged the chops.
0: I, I, I. It's funny you said that because I saw as soon as I saw those chops, I immediately thought of you, and I'm like, oh, Brian must be just absolutely loving this stuff. Right? So look, in and this that's match, another thing too. Like that stuff has a place, right? All of this stuff, guys, that we're talking about that AEW does has mm-hmm. a place. Yes. Here's the thing, it is so drawn out, right, Everything and overdone. Is- the bleeding, the flips and dives, the the exchanges of chops back and forth in every single match. like there's got to be there's got to be something different. You've got to mix it up or like do it every so often. So that's just what we're coming from. It's not like we want to just. Come onto this platform and just shit on everything and like, oh James, if you don't like it, then just don't watch it. Okay. Well, guess what? I'm a I'm a New York Jets fan, right? The New York Jets have not won a Super Bowl in 50 plus years, but guess what? I'm still a fan and I'm still watching right. because I'm a fan, just like yes. as a professional wrestling fan. Even though the product sucks, I am still a fan because I am passionate. I'm not just gonna give up on something because the product's not good or 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 whatever the case may be. Is not doing well. Just now, I'm just not going to watch it for something that I've watched for 20 plus years. I'm not going to do it. Maybe you schmucks out there might want to, but not me or Brian. It's just not going to happen. But anyway, continue.
1: So, yeah. So they did this six times in the match and they ended it with this is a new one. I got to give it to them. They exchanged headbutts in the middle of the ring. Like, oh
0: my fucking God. That just
1: come, just, yeah. Like, stop. Just stop, stop, stop. I mean, Yes, it was a good match. You knew Danielson was going to win. But again, I got to go back to the, I was more invested in MJF on commentary and listening to the lines and the stuff he was going to say than the match, you know? Um, and as far as Danielson goes, like, this guy still is, yes, one of the best wrestlers in the world, Right we all know that anybody who knows Absolutely. anything about wrestling knows that Absolutely. he is in the top 3 to 5 no question back when he was in WWE right what elevated him to get to that spot freaking character work to get the audience behind him like i you're watching him now like yes i know he's one of the best wrestlers in the world but i don't give a shit like cuz Cause he just goes out there and it's gonna be a brutal match. Yes, it's gonna be a physical match. A third of the match is gonna be taken up by chop and punch and headbutt exchanges, and I don't give a shit. Um <laughs> so again, I mean we we've you know, so many wrestlers like how how do you screw up Brian Danielson? How do you screw up John Moxley or Miro or Alistair Black? It's by not developing any character or any story whatsoever, and just going out there and brutalizing each other for fifteen minutes to and a half an hour. Okay, great. We've known Brian Danielson can go for, you know, freaking a decade or fifteen years now. Like we know that, but I'm I'm just I'm done. <laughs> like you're lost for I, words
0: again. Like I yeah. said at the top of the show. This is where this company is now leaving us. Now, where we're just lost and baffled, just not knowing what to say because right. the shit is so redundant, the shit is so stale, and it just nothing makes sense. Mm-hmm. But just having great matches in in the middle of their show, and 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 like I said, yeah. guys, I feel sorry for you guys because we try to keep the show as entertaining as possible. But guys, like what what do you guys want us to say? We're dissecting this match by match, minute by the minute it's the same thing
1: and it, and you know, if and hey like and like it you said leaves... before if if that's what you're into and that's you know you just want to yeah. see guys go out there and chop each other and absolutely. headbutt each other and get busted oh, open cool absolutely. you know but it, it's like you said you can you can go see the same thing at a bingo hall you know with no no character no you know this is some just joe off the street and that's kind of what it feels like with damn near everybody in WWE or uh, AEW right now.
0: I'm going to elaborate that once we get into the six-man tag. So. Um, but first, uh, backstage was the Impractical Jokers, which oh, was fuck. James Murray. <laughs> now, listen, I'm a fan of the Impractical Jokers. And me as too. Soon as, I, as soon as I saw this, I was like, um, okay well so they're pretty much promoting a new season season yeah. of impractical jokers uh shout out to the impractical jokers james murray brian quinn the whole gang um and our big wrestling fans which is really cool to see, both wwe and AEW for that matter mm-hmm. they take jericho's bat his baseball bat floyd and says and he's like oh we'll give it back so what what guys what I, Brian, I really don't know what to say. Is there anything that needs to be said here? I, I don't know why this was uh, wasted. Why they have me waste literally five minutes of my life that I'm never going to get back from this segment. Yeah. I don't know. Like, because, oh, so they took his bat, they take Jericho's bat, Floyd. That's what he calls it, Floyd. Right. And what they're, they're holding it hostage. They're holding it hostage. <laughs> oh my and again this is is chris jericho guys we are legit lost for words because we don't know what to say like this is what they're this is what they're doing this is what they're doing so again like you you hear us read this right it's like it's bad enough you see it but when you actually talk about it you're like this is just baffling this is you know how do you describe this
1: yeah i mean i you guess know? you know uh wwe had that uh last week or, or what what did they oh the nascar thing with with wwe it's kind of the same thing i guess because you got to promote the other shows on the network and it, i get it exactly, from a yeah, from a business TBS, practical
0: Jokers right. do their do their shows on tbs you know they want to promote the show because they're you know dynamite is on the tbs network guys i get it but and again like but you you involve Chris Jericho. Why? Because Chris Jericho was part of the show. So, yeah. Oh, so we're telling a storyline. <laughs> yeah. The- that's, and between like I said, going back to the match. Jokers and and Chris Jericho. Out of all people, guys, you Chris Jericho, yeah. you could have done any
1: schmuck in this freaking roster. You choose yep. Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's like, like Chris Jericho is really, and you know, I'm sure there's a payday involved in it for him and and whatever, but yeah. and look, again, I, I'm a I huge fan of Jericho. Chris Jericho to make
0: it funny. I actually pull off good, good comedy sticks. Yeah. He he's actually good with that, but, mm-hmm. but still like, I, I don't
1: know. I, that's, um, I just, I, I just question like, man, Jericho's like excited, just like, okay, boss, that's, this is what I'm doing. And it, again, it's Chris freaking Jericho, man. Like, He's better than this. <laughs> He's just better. He's they a all freaking are. legend. But, yeah, they all are. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man.
0: Fifth match. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Flippy deals. The, the Elite versus AR Fox and Top Flight. This match was 14 minutes. This was nothing but an absolute circus act of a match. Mm-hmm. Legit. If guys don't take my word for it, Go back and watch this freaking match, guys. All this was was a bunch of tr- d- double-team moves, triple-team moves in the middle of the ring. And keep in mind, guys, this is not a tornado tag, right? You know, tornado tags, ev- everybody can just come into the ring and just do their stuff, right? Right. Now this is a traditional six-man tag. So here's here's a crazy concept. Let's actually book the match like a tag team match for once, Somebody stands in the middle of the ring. The other two schmucks are on the freaking apron and that's it. You tag in and you tag out. That's it. (laughs) I don't like, what is the deal with everybody? Non-legal competitors. They just jump into the ring. They're, they're doing triple triple team moves, double team moves, Canadian destroyers, freaking thousand flips off the top rope. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Yep. This was ridiculous.
1: For I mean, sure. I can't
0: express that enough.
1: It, yeah, it was and just a match to get their spot.
0: Just to get their spot. Oh, great. Because, we, cause, you know, it's not like we never see a, a guy dive off the top rope. It's not like we never seen a guy do a bunch of flips. It's not like yep. we never seen a, a bunch of sequences mm-hmm. in a match. Right. We have to get all of that in 14 fucking minutes. <laughs> Omega wins this match. Oh, and it's and it's a roll up. Oh, just and just to put, uh, and a cherry, roll up. to put the cherry on top after all of everything just everyone throwing the kitchen sink at one another. It's the roll up that gets them. Yeah. The freaking roll up. Just ev- <sighs> it's this entire match in a nutshell just mm-hmm. from that freaking finish. I can't stand this shit it is hurting this business
1: yep I, it, like it is. and
0: these people the omega bat jackson nick they're supposed to be evps right and they book this shit are you fucking kidding me <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah like i am so sick and tired of just seeing like tag team wrestling just be a shell Mm -hmm. of what it once was we went from the heart foundation (laughs) yeah we went from the road warriors
1: british bulldogs the
0: british bulldogs to this (sighs) circus shit of trios tag matches or six man tags it's all the same shit man yeah i mean holy fuck i i can't even but let's but let's put this on our show right but let you know the storyline that 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 uh that uh Eddie Kingston and Ortiz was involved. Now let's put them over at Rampage, right? Let's go over to Rampage where they get literally 300,000 viewers because nobody fucking watches the show. Let's put them over there. But on Dynamite, we got to get the freaking trios titles on the show because sequences and great wrestling. Here's the thing, guys. If you love this shit, more props to you. But here's the thing. Professional wrestling is more, and I mean more, than just great moves and great wrestling. If you want to see great competition, go watch boxing, go watch the MMA, go watch baseball or any competitive sport. You will get all the great competition you want. This is not supposed to be great competition. This is professional wrestling where it's based on storytelling, in-ring psychology, larger-than-life characters that we care about at a pay-per-view to to to. Solidify a cultivating moment, right? That's what it is. I couldn't and say it better myself. Stand. And and but Tony Khan, <clears throat> and Tony Khan is doing everything under the sun, whether he he's trying to or not, mm-hmm. to destroy, to literally make professional wrestling a shell of what it once was. Yeah, and I am so pissed when I see this crap. I'm just, it, it boggles my mind. <laughs> and here's a, before I send this off to you Brian cuz I, yeah. I know I know I know you have some words and then we'll get into the main event. Guys, for everybody that always loves that oh we need to get to wrestling. We need to get to this. I want to see wrestling. Oh, this guy's not a great wrestler. This guy can't wrestle this. This guy can't wrestle that. This guy can't wrestle himself out of a paper bag. I want to give you guys a stat here. Do you guys remember Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman this past Monday? The segment yeah. that they pulled in last Monday. So there's there's a the thing guys in ratings. Where there's quarterly hours, right? That's that's a thing in, in, in TV ratings. There's different quarterly hours throughout uh a, you know hours of a show, right? Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes and Heyman delivered the highest quarter hour of Monday Night Raw with two million plus viewers in the third hour. Mm-hmm. And guess what? No wrestling. <laughs> there's none. Yeah. Because it's not needed. Yeah, I'd rather Paul Heyman. That's what this is what I said the last episode. I'd rather you have Heyman and Cody. the The only flaw was that it didn't go more than sixteen minutes because <laughs> it was fucking epic. Yeah. When we get to this shit, what else do I need to see from Omega and the Bucks in a six man tag that I have not
1: already seen before? Yep. Enough. Uh, I'm in agreement, man. go ahead brian the floor is yours i I mean yeah i I got really nothing to say about this match like i i'm ready like first of all the whole concept of a a trios tag which we discussed when it was introduced is just it's a dumbass concept to to begin with um totally not needed uh and then here you have you know omega who's arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world and the young bucks as well. Um, and I get it. They're EVPs. They're, they're friends. They're whatever, but why the hell they're now a trios tag instead of Omega being a singles wrestler and the bucks being a tag, which they've always been is beyond me. And I'll get into the bucks with their the main event here. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just I, I don't care. Um uh, uh, there's there's just nothing I'm not invested in the in the trio's tag as a whole. I'm not invested in either the Young Bucks or Omega as a as a unit. Um just I, I wish it was over and <laughs> they'd go do something else.
0: And look guys, before we get into the main event cuz we want to wrap this up. It's listen. I understand this stuff is impressive, right? It's yeah, for, it cool, uh, for sure. Right? You see, yeah. like a, a cool Canadian destroyer. It's cool, and there's there's a place, right, guys? There's a place for it. Not every single week. Yep. Every week we see this, every and and week.
1: and that match was yeah, it was nothing but. It, it wasn't a match. It was just. And then you have it the was referee. Ar you know, Fox referee gets his just, spot.
0: The referees in the corner of the ring just being in, it, just looking like a schmuck. Just be like, oh, okay, let's just have everybody just jump in the middle of the ring, yeah, d- d- and that, do, your, do your triple double moves because why not?
1: And that's all it is is you know, AR Fox gets his spot, and then here comes Omega, and then Nick Jackson, and then Top right. Flight, and Matt Jackson, and that's that's all it is, absolutely. And it's, and it's listen, yeah, and it's athletic, thing, it's impressive that, that it's they impressive.
0: can do it. We understand that it's impressive, we understand there's a place, but guess what? These same type of sequences, you know. Eddie Kingston can be involved in these great matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lance Archer, House of Black, but yet they're yeah. not here. Yeah. And they they have more of a character than any of these grown-ass men in tight freaking frickin frickin wrestling freaking gear, and their freaking six-pack abs, and their good freaking looks. Again, a, I always talk about a carbon copy of one another. That's yeah. what AR Fox and Top Flight are. That's no shade. You know, right. I, listen, I there listen, there's a place for top flight. I, listen, I don't mind top flight. I want to see top flight succeed. I want to see AR Fox become something. But how can I be but how can I sit up here and say that AR I need to see AR Fox next week? Right. I need to
1: see top with, flight with no promo, no storyline, no nothing, just And how can I week. say
0: the same thing about the Elite? About right. the Bucks and Omega? They're not doing anything. The only thing before I get into this main event, because I do want to get into this main event, because there's also more to say about this freaking main event that I'm also freaking livid with Omega, when he officially turned heel and won that world championship and you, and he's running, he's running out of the, uh, the arena Mm -hmm. and you, all the locker room is so pissed at him because, you know, he sold his he sold his um his soul to the devil, which was uh, what's his manager's name Brian? Hogan. Uh, Doc Hollis. Doc Hollis, and they run off with the title, right? And and that was it. that was that was good. Yeah, that was that is Kenny Omega, his heel run as a world champion at his peak. He's right. gone from that to this. You know the only We're thing that putting on great trios matches that we don't care at all or need to see the following week.
1: The only thing that, and I won't even say, I mean, cause it, the, the more, it, the more it happens again, it loses its, its value. Um, but you remember when they, you know, they had the whole thing with punk and, and they got suspended. And then when they came back and uh, you know, this is obviously before, it's before my generation actually, but the, so their intro song, wayward son, right. I'm pretty sure that's a subtle jab at punk and oh, it if is. you, oh, no, if it you listen to is. the lyrics you it know the lyrics is. of that song yeah, yeah. by the
0: way that's the only cool part about the elite exactly after the it, ring entrance i'm like okay here comes the bullshit
1: <laughs> yep yep that's the only thing like okay yeah i, I get that i see that and that
0: that's, my <laughs> son. i love that song
1: so. <laughs> yeah that's the only thing i'm invested in with with this trio's tag and the the bucks and omega you yeah, know
0: absolutely Ah, shall we move on to the main main event event time? (laughs) Shall we move on to the main event? Let's Let's go. Let's let's go ahead and finish this off, man. Your main event was for the AEW tag titles. This was the acclaimed versus the gun club. Match time was 11 minutes. Uh, The ref gets knocked out unconscious or actually before this match, um, a few segments ago, Billy gun stated that he will sit in the back for this match. So Mm I heard, you know, there was rumors about, Oh, is he going to turn on the acclaimed? Like, is this the turn happened? Does he go back with his sons? Well, let's find out the ref gets knocked unconscious in this match. So I believe he got knocked. uh, I, I don't know how he got knocked out, but he's knocked out to the outside. Um, Billy Gunn comes out as, uh, Austin Gunn grabs one of the tag titles to use as a weapon. You know, obviously, you know, cheatery and all that stuff. Right. Um, Billy Gunn's in the ring takes away the title. They're face to face with one another. You know, obviously, you know, standing up for the acclaim cause, you know, that's their boys. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Colton Gunn, yeah, it was accidentally hits Billy Gunn with the title. I think he was aiming for Bowens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then again, guys, this was just so hot. this everything just happens so fast here. Um, and then when it's all said and done, I think it was Austin Gunn while also cuz the referee pretty much throughout the rest of this match was pretty much in a daze. He didn't know what was yeah. going on. So the guns are taking advantage. Bowen's goes for a sequence. He's his head is through the second rope. Austin Gunn just hits clean with the title to Bowen's and Colton Gunn legit guys rolls up Anthony Bowen's for the 1, the 2 and 3. And the Gun Club is officially your AEW World Tag Team Champions. Yeah. What in the fuck. Did I just yep. watch? Yep. So, Brian, you're t- so the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. I- I've, I've, I really like the acclaimed a lot. The acclaimed are over. Are they yep. not? They're freaking yeah. over as shit. They've been over since they've won the title. Now, their momentum has went down. I agree. Yeah, But for months over. to about a year, they've been pretty freaking over with the crowd. Right. To the rap, to every everything in between, they are over. You're telling me that Tony Khan planned for these fucking guys to lose <laughs> their titles in the main event of a dynamite in less than 12 minutes to the gun club? Seriously. Yeah. That's what we're doing. So that entire title reign was for that. Yep. That entire, that whole build, you make the, you actually make the acclaimed actually stars in this business or in this company. And this is how you book them. This is how you make them lose the the freaking titles, bro.
1: Yeah.
0: They already beat the freaking gun club to get to these titles. Mm -hmm. And here are the gun club beating them for the fucking titles. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know.
0: Forget the fact that there's a pay per view in less than a month. If you want to build the guns, guys, and the acclaim to a title match, then fine. You know, it, it, that's, right. that's what we're given. Then totally fine. Why is this in a freaking dynamite? <laughs> Why?
1: Yeah. It's my to right, Wake up. Yep.
0: He has his head. Shoves so far up his freaking ass to the point where I am legit pissed because the acclaimed outside of MJF, honestly, Brian is pretty over in this company. They yeah. are. They yeah. legit are. You hear the crowd, you mm-hmm. hear them react to their freaking, their rap, Max Caster and his raps. Right. But this team has potential. Yes. And you give it to the guns, the gun club. Let's, this is no shade to the gun club guys, but why are they holding? You have the gun club defeat is the ones to defeat the acclaimed on a dynamite, dynamite. show to take your titles.
1: Yep. Again, just shit man, show, man.
0: I have nothing else to say. I am pissed off. <clears throat> That's the point I'm at now. <laughs> I'm, I've am i been few stages where it's it's gone to just laughable, to mind-boggling, to now we're the point where I'm just freaking pissed off.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: I have never seen a company book his talent, or a, a business owner for that matter, book his talent so poorly, mm-hmm. so so bad to the point where I feel so bad for 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 this for these guys for for this, the locker room full of talent. I really do. Yeah. Because I've stated months and years that this company has so much potential, but this guy, Tony Khan is so far in over his head where he, all he wants to do is just hear the, this is awesome chance to bunch of flippity diving bullshit (laughs) and say, that's my, that's what AEW is. Mm-hmm. That's the formulaic show or the formulaic routine that I want this show to be because right. who cares about make about what about leading a show to a pay-per-view or leading a feud or a match, I should say to a pay-per-view, forget right. that. Forget it because <laughs> we have great wrestling matches Yeah, and for Tony Khan. That's all that matters. Go ahead, Brian, before we Yeah,
1: the uh, only thing I have to say is, yeah, when, when Billy Gunn hit the ring, I thought for sure the, the turn was going to happen there, and it didn't. Um, not much to say other than that, so guns are your, your champs now, and, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, <laughs> granted, we de- did see the Butcher and the Blade come out with the bunny at the beginning of the show, you know, that they actually got a little bit of <laughs> TV time to escort the bunny down there, but... As of right now, sense. who other than the acclaimed and the guns, who else is even, even in the tag division? Right, I mean FTR is going to be out until because April been or on so. Television, right? That's the
0: thing. Nobody; uh, of these other tag teams are on, are on the show.
1: Yeah, like, there's a tag
0: division. There is They're not being used.
1: Right, and, and being used. That's what I was saying about going back to the Young Bucks. I mean, the Young Bucks are a tag team, like. Get this trio shit over with, and get them back into the tag team, you know, picture. You know, hopefully FTR again. Uh, that's that's another one. You know, I've been listening to uh, Dax Harwood's podcast as well, and you know they're in con- uh, contract negotiations. Um, I-, I expect them to come back to AEW, and God, they can't come back soon enough because this is bullshit. But yeah, I mean, you got the Bucks over there in, the, in a trios tag. FTR is off television now. So you have the claimed and the guns, and that's pretty much it for your tag division because uh, you're not using Brody King and Alistair Black. Uh, Shit, I don't even know who else you could throw you know in where there. where they
0: right? are, Brian? They're in the back collecting dust.
1: Yeah. That's that's that's,
0: that's where they are. And here's um, a, here's another thing. I'll send this back to you, guys. So, like, if you, if you are actually somebody out there that's defending this, that's actually defending the show, you know, if you want to be a, a JD from New York and defend this freaking show, or defend at least, well, not all of it, but at least most of it. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this leading to To revolution? Oh, we're getting rematches. You might as well rename this pay-per-view, Brian, rematch revolution. <laughs> because that's outside of MJF and Danielson. That's what it is. You're getting a you're probably gonna get a rematch with the acclaimed and the guns. Right? right. That's probably where maybe the turn with Billy Gunn is gonna happen. Who knows?
1: Maybe.
0: Ricky Starks and
1: Jericho. And Jericho.
0: There's a really with and Joe. You're gonna get Jamie Hader, Britt, and maybe what? Uh Soraya and like we've seen them all in the ring before. So that's yeah. another freaking rematch, pretty mm-hmm. much. In a freaking schmoz of a freaking fatal four-way or three-way or your sister's ass way. I don't freaking know. <laughs> um Yeah, like you might as well call it rematch revolution because that's what this paper. That'd be a good name for it. Forget making the show be prestigious. Yeah. Right. The pay per view. Right. Just let's just you know fill up all those all these matches that should be on your should that should be at your pay per view. Mm -hmm. Screw it. Let's just put them on a dynamite. And that's why Brian, I gave so much props to WWE because they're actually doing. They're trying to make the elimination chamber a match or a, excuse me, a show that people need to tune in. You have right. Roman and Sammy, right? You have, you know, edge and Beth Phoenix are back now with the judgment day, mm-hmm. right? You have, um, you know, what chamber, a, I know. listen, they're not perfect, but I'm just, I'm just naming stuff off the top of my head Yeah, you, you know, Becky and Lita potentially yep. Trish Stratus coming back, like all this stuff guys, that's, That's intriguing, right? Right. That's somewhat intriguing that could lead to something that there's potential. There's, Mm -hmm. there's substance behind it.
1: Yeah. This is nothing
0: rematch city. Yep. And that's what it is. And and (laughs) I hope to God that AEW and WWE do not finalize a deal. Oh God, no. To be sold. I really, listen, I understand that's, it's very unlikely that will happen because I doubt that Shad Khan and 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 even and Vince McMahon and that entire, you know, mirage of that group is, is going to, you know, close in on a deal. So I understand it's not likely. Yeah. But, but if this is what we're getting from Tony Khan himself. Then stay the fuck away, bro. Yeah. <laughs> stay away.
1: Stay and, away. You know, Please I have stay a hard
0: way. Go, Tony, Tony here. Do me a favor. If this is what you're gonna do, go to your father. Just go deal. Just go focus on the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> like, like, stop being, stop playing fan. Be mm-hmm. a business owner. Right. List, you know, look at the ratings, look at the statistics, Tony, and freaking get your head out of your fucking ass and start thinking like a business owner. Mm-hmm. Stop being a fanboy. Stop with this bullshit enough brian close it out man
1: yeah i mean I, I i can't speak for the wrestlers here you know but again we've we've mentioned throughout and many other podcasts there's so much talent and experience there like i find it hard to believe that the wrestlers themselves are you know kind of sit like cheerleading this stuff right like oh yeah i mean because again you know the folks like jericho or or alistair black or go to eddie kingston like you know, they've been there and well, maybe some of them to different degrees, varying degrees. um But they've been there before they've, they've done this. They, I, I just find it hard to believe that other than they're getting a pretty damn good payday for, for, you know, not having to travel much and having one show a week and whatever, I, I get that. But I just can't believe that the the wrestlers, the talent in the locker room, you know, see this show put on and they're like, yeah, that's that's a good show because no, the hell it's not, man. And, you know, I, I'd have to believe Jericho knows that. And even, you know, if if Omega and the Young Bucks in their EVP roles like. Again, you're better than this. You've been around the block a time or two. You you know you have to know to some degree that this is just garbage by garbage by garbage, and it's getting worse and worse each week. And I don't know what stops it, or but it's just getting hard to watch, man. Because um, yeah, like like we said at the beginning of the show, outside of MJF. I am not invested in a single damn thing that is going on right now in AEW. And it's sad because it, you know, going back to 2019, 2021, 20, I, I was watching AEW far more than WWE. And that has completely done a 180, you know. And it's because of booking and the lack of storyline and the lack of character and the same shit, the gauntlet matches, the. You know, you, you again I mentioned it last week. I you know, I said we we had between Jericho and um and Danielson now, you know, you you've had ten to fifteen guys tied up in this gauntlet shit that's just leading nowhere. And yeah, I agree with you, man. Like something I don't know. If, you know, Tony, be the money man, that's fine, but god damn, get some get some bookers in there and, and remove yourself from that. If that's who is, which I, to my knowledge, he is the booker, the final booker or whatever. And I could be wrong about that. I don't know. But if he is step down from that role, bro, and just be the money man and let somebody else book this shit. Cause it's going down real, real fast.
0: Yeah, and, and here's the thing, too. Honestly, even if he gets a creative team involved, which he honestly does need, he's still going to have the final say because it's his company. I True. say that about Vince McMahon. Yeah. He books things. It doesn't matter. It's Bruce. Pr- everybody loved to, uh, over in WWE, loved to blame Bruce Pritchard and Johnny Lauridaitis and mm-hmm. everybody in creative, right? But guys, it's Vince. It's people like Vince and Tony Khan that have the final call right of what goes out creative wise so Mm -hmm. it honestly it doesn't even i shouldn't even say it even matters because tony khan's gonna get the final call now listen i understand tony khan he's he's a he's a great human being and and i love the fact that he is he is a fan but he's gotta stop thinking like a fan and start thinking like an actual businessman like a business owner or another you- thing, And another thing before we close it out, man, we appreciate you guys tuning into this episode and, um, you know, and, and continuing to spread the word and, you know, continuing to listen to us, man. We really appreciate it. You know, I understand if you like this type of wrestling, if you literally are going to arenas and chanting, this is awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. And I am so happy for all of you guys that think that way but is it wrong to want better? Like right. for, for now, for three, four plus years now of watching a company, is it wrong to want better, Brian? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, listen, like AR Fox, Top Flight, tremendous wrestlers, Brian, tremendous. Yep. But what is just tremendous being a tremendous wrestler doing for anybody? Yeah. There's nothing. And that's where I'm coming from, guys. I understand I rant, I yell, I scream, but it's a place where I want to see everyone succeed. I want to see WWE and AEW succeed. I want both of these companies bringing the best out of one another. Exactly. That's what I want to see. I'm not a I'm not a WWE mark. I'm not an AEW mark. I'm a wrestling fan. I'm not a yep. fan of any company. I am Mainly a just straight up professional wrestling fan, Mm -hmm. regardless of the company, and you know, and if that, and if for some reason you guys don't like what we're saying, if you guys disagree, disagree all you want, because the facts, the statistics, the half empty arenas that that AEW fills in Mm because they are half empty. You can see everything blacked out in the upper. The upper levels of the of the of these venues, the arenas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all clear as day that yeah. nothing what AEW is doing is working. And yeah. things have to change, unless, like you said, Brian, think stocks, ratings, all the above are gonna go lower, 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 and lower. Yeah. Yep. Once again, guys, I want to thank everybody tuning in to this episode, man. We appreciate all of you guys now 17 episodes man it's it's crazy that we've gotten uh to this point um yeah. just just want to thank all of you guys again everyone as well um thanking everyone to also also new listeners as well like i mentioned before um for some reason it was edited out um you know due to my uh my mistakes there because i i mentioned brian the, uh, the flyer idea was your idea um you know getting that whole deal done so again I want to thank you man for for that amazing idea and it worked out so tremendously and like I said man we sent, we handed out a lot of those bad boys and uh we've gotten a few new listeners uh, some new members from the Facebook group and onto our Instagram page so definitely worked out tremendous man so Brian I want to thank you uh, for that tremendous idea and uh you know and again thank you to everybody who's tuned in so make sure guys you guys tune in um I will give out uh the day of when, uh, the SmackDown review will be released. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be Saturday or Sunday yet. I will do the best I can to do it on Saturday night. If not, it will come out Sunday, but I will keep everybody notified of when that decision is made. Of course, unfortunately, Brian will not be able to, uh, to be a part of that review. But like I said, Brian, your boy's going to hold down the fort for both of us. I know you will, man. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, but yeah, I appreciate everything you that you do, Brian. And like I said, I'll hold down the fort for the both of us. And once again, guys, thank you for everybody. Thank you to everybody. Like this show's got me stuttering so much. I'm just <laughs> like I'm stuttering all over the place. Blame Tony Khan in this show, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. But that is going to do it for today's episode. My name is James Porcelli. and I'm Brian Thomas, and we are signing off saying salute, peace out, and take care, everybody.